What it is, everybody? Welcome to episode 90 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff. Hello, everybody. How are we feeling tonight? Nice, smooth night. It's probably a Wednesday afternoon. Maybe it's a Friday afternoon. You're sitting back, relaxed, and suddenly two fuckheads talking about movies jump inside your ear holes. And they and start just fucking swearing in your fucking ears. That's it. And you better fucking enjoy it, because that's what we do best. Swear in your ears about movies. We're good <laughs> at it. Well, yeah. it's funny. It's funny enough, because this week we are reviewing the new Ninja Turtles movie, Out of the Shadows which is the sequel to the very first film that we ever reviewed, Conor McDuff. Yeah, that podcast was almost like two hours long, wasn't it, the first one? I nearly hit two hours. We talked about a lot of stuff. I kind of, I had a bit of a listen. I, I went back with the, uh, the idea of, you know, trying to figure out what we said about the old one and all that sort of thing, and thinking that we'd probably be pretty rough, but, you know, we were keen... We were excited. Yeah, there was probably like youth to us back then. Yeah, there isn't, was, there was. Isn't that weird? Like it's it's been we've been doing this for so long that I legitimately meant that when I sent that said yeah. that. Like there was actually like excitement behind what we did. Like it was the first day of school. It really and was. Now, it really is. We're very bright. We're very excited. We're mm. we're yelling. We're swearing a lot. That hasn't changed. But like we're we're going for it. You know and and. We talked about a lot of other things because for those long-time listeners, we used to talk about what movies we were watching, movies we were keen to see. That's right. I kind of I, I forgot we did that. We had it like was, segments. Remember, we had like the was, trailer park. We used to call it. I think it was, it was like yeah, we talked like about the trailers. trailers and then movies that we have seen and then the main movie. And it just started to get a bit too hectic because we'd get into these super deep conversations about the movie that we weren't reviewing that week. Yeah. Uh, so we've sort of changed it. If anything special comes up, we talk about it, but we, we try to focus now. The other thing is too, like, I think I've brought this up, maybe not on the podcast, but we operate now as more of a show than a sort of just a basic dialogue. And I mean, like, that's not a bad thing. I like it a lot more. But like, whereas a lot of podcasts will be two hours of a, of a conversation, kind of off the cuff, having a chat. This is what the stuff we do is very much, we, 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 we never structure it or plan it or talk about it uh, we just know the movie but we're just so in sync now that the bottom line is it, it just runs like a like a show like an audio show and, and you'll know you'll notice that um fish and i know when we're going to finish this like we don't say anything but we'll just know okay this we can sense when it's wrapping up yeah it's, sense when you i can i can even tell when you're about to go on to a new topic or something like that. it's it's i know your body man yeah it's really strange and it, it, it works well for us because it means we uh, we have we get to do a little less, which is always good because we do this every week. This is our fucking third podcast we're recording this week for anyone who's interested, by the way. Well, they don't know because as far as listeners are concerned, we've been away for the last two weeks. True. Last week. But like, we didn't not. have an episode last week. We're fucking not away. We're never away. We are working on something a little special, but we, we won't spoil it. There is something yeah. coming. Uh, we, we took the time to work on that so we weren't being slack motherfuckers we actually were doing stuff last week <laughs> and we always do and i mean like yeah it's just crazy we we've built and kind of restructured and it's working i guess what well, we're doing now because we're getting 
bigger and better and we hope you guys are enjoying it. And if you genuinely think there are things we should do better or things we shouldn't talk about or things you reckon we could change, please tell us. Like, yeah, you want to hear us talk about it. You want us to talk about trailers and shit. Let us know. Yeah. We, we found you- that that slowed the show down. So yeah, let us yeah. know. Well, Connor, we've been doing like we're up to episode 90, man. This is yeah. 90 episodes in. We are 10 episodes away from the big 100, which is just crazy to me. I, I you know, never for a minute thought we would have got this far. <laughs> I thought one of us would have broken down by now. So, or nobody would be listening, yeah. which yeah. is the exact opposite. Because especially in the last few months, numbers have just been picking up and it's great. So thank you to all our new listeners. And thank you very much to all our loyal listeners who've been here great from the start, from when we've reviewed... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all those 90 episodes ago and that's another testament to fucking how long we've been doing it where we've done the life cycle of a of a movie sequel I think yeah. well the only other one we did was Hunger Games but that, that doesn't count that doesn't really count because that was no. you know that was a year thing but it's just it's it's crazy how quick they can churn them out in the, yeah. in the studio I mean, like, system these days big quick shout out by the way those committed listeners, we I will quickly thank you now. I know your names. Reese Cobbledick, Jesse Benjamin, Ryan Kosler, to name a few. Fucking good on ya. Thanks for sticking around for 90. We appreciate it. And yeah, yeah thanks yeah. for being Matt there. Matt Cockrell, for... he's, he's my boy up in yeah. Townsville. My brother, Adam Pether, he's been here for number one. He listens every Mel, week. Mel Sanchez, I'm pretty sure, is an avid listener. Yeah, so. we've got some some loyal listeners out there and, and, and newer ones as well. They've been jumping on, on the bandwagon who have been telling us that you know, we are the reason they go out and watch movies sometimes. Um, That's great. Hey? So they want to do, it's kind of like doing the homework, going and watching the movie we're going to talk about and then, you know, hear us fucking rip the shreds. But <laughs> uh, let's rip uh, Ninja Turtles to shreds potentially. Well, you might. You, you ripped the first one apart. I it, did. It, it, it well- destroyed my soul. It was the first argument we ever had. And I, I remember thinking after, I was like, can I do this? Can I do this every week? Can I argue with this little <laughs> shit? Yes, I yes. can. <laughs> it's, it's, it blows my mind that you and I have somehow like been in sync with when we're over it and when we're not. Like you and I, if we're really over it a week, we'll just kind of be like, oh, all right, let's just fucking do it. 20 minutes, get out of here. And then other week, like we've never quit. We've never wanted to quit. It's always no. just been, eh, all right, let's do it. Or like, yeah, let's fucking kill it. I don't know. It always changes. Life's a fucking journey, and for some reason, it's a roller David coaster, I, baby. It's a roller coaster. It but is. as long as you guys are listening, we're gonna keep doing it. So, fucking Ninja Turtles. Let me tell you what happens. Uh, the full Ninja Turtles shred is back. He's back in black, quite literally, and they need to stop him. And he meets Crane, who is coming from another dimension to destroy Earth. And so, Crane comes to Earth, and they stop Crane and Shredder. The fucking end. <laughs> oh, and also the Casey is introduced and Megan Fox is back. A version of Casey. We'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, fucking don't even, don't even fucking get me started. Oh, we're Will gonna Arnett's, get started. <laughs> Will Arnett, Will Arnett's back. The, everyone's fucking back. It's great time. Fucking the Rhino and the Pig, Bebop and whatever his name is. Bebop They're and Rocksteady. Anyway, my man. That's it. The end. Yeah. Well, it's no fucking secret. I am a huge TMNT fan. It has been my favorite thing since i was a kid probably just under jurassic park so yeah huge huge fan connor you know you come around my house i've got fucking all sorts of a toys lot, fucking action figures stuff. P- fucking posters 
the only tattoo I've ever considered getting is a Ninja Turtle one. Jesus. <laughs> um, I I haven't got it yet. It's a it's a, a work in progress for like the last like five years, but you know it might happen. But it's it's something that's near and dear to me. It's my childhood in a nutshell. Is these turtles. I I watched it religiously as a kid. I loved the video games. I had all the toys. Fucking good times. I still have all the toys. (laughs) When the the reboot came around, everyone was whinging and bitching. It's fucking, oh, Michael Bay, oh, fucking Megan Fox. Whinge, whinge, whinge. She's April. And, and, you know, look, I'm not going to lie. I did worry a little bit, but I like Transformers, at least the first one. The first one was a fantastic movie. So if he could do the same thing with Transformers as he did with Turtles... But let's put it in perspective. Also, he didn't direct it. It was just his production company, Platinum Dunes, produced it. So I don't think a lot of people knew that. But they see, they see the Michael Bay name. They're like, oh, it's just going to be explosions and fucking CGI. And it's like, I'm like, that's cool. As long as it's fucking good explosions and CGI. And to me, the first movie was good explosions and CGI. I, I thought the CGI in action was really good when yeah. it existed, but it, it rarely did it happen, which is what dis- was disappointing. I was missing too much of the sort of wacky TMNT universe and instead got the dramatic bullshit mm. that he did to Transformers, which was, bother- which was bothersome. And so to come to this one, which one of the big things, obviously, is that this film doesn't take itself seriously. Not or at, least at all. And nowhere near brilliant. as seriously as the first one. And I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that is one of the big problems with the first film was, shit, like, this film is so dramatic and over the top. And this one is just, like, I was watching it in an empty cinema, might I add, tonight. And I was like, Look, wow. I, I, were you, like, only you? Yeah, and my partner, my friend, yeah. Oh. No, 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 I didn't, I actually didn't mean to say partner that time. <laughs> a partner in crime. <laughs> yeah. Funny that you say that, because I booked IMAX tickets to this, as mm. I generally do for all the big movies, and I went in expecting it to be fucking, like, crazy. Like, it normally is opening night at IMAX. Mm. There was no one there. Because the first one sucked fucking dick, man. That's it, why. It did not. It was a good film. But it was... Well, I guess I, people I disagree with you, Fish, because no one was in the cinema. Fuck you. Go on. <laughs> okay. You did see it at Monday night, though. That's like... That's, that's true. That's different. That's <laughs> true. It was a Monday night. Saying that, like, it was, it was sort of like a little sneak inclusion into the IMAX schedule. I don't think it was supposed to be there, but they, they, they're only, it's Jumped only there it for in. a week. But even so, like even the people that were working there, they didn't know that it was coming out. Uh, which... I didn't know it was coming out. Oh, really? See, I've I've seen fucking advertising for this everywhere. At least in Melbourne, it's it's everywhere. Don't see and, a thing here. Like ads on TV all the time. It, it was amping me up because obviously I'm a fan, so I was getting more and more excited for it. But watching the trailer, I have to admit, I wasn't all that keen for. Um, well, like I was keen, but it, I don't know. There was something about the trailer that didn't really talk to me because it didn't. It didn't come across as that fun thing that you were just saying. But and it fucking is, bro. That's it, the. It that's is, the, and and talking the about shot. um the you know the turtles universe that I I've kind of wanted and, and expected for every single fucking movie that they've made in these franchises. None of them have really gone in and captured what that '80s cartoon was which was Shredder, Krang, Bebop, Rocksteady versus the Turtles. How has it taken this many movies before we got a fucking Bebop and Rocksteady characters? My, my TMNT time was always with 
um, the the new TMNT, which was early yeah, 2000s. Like the 2003 um, one, yeah. And that was really cool, but it was like really dark and so yeah. serious. And I really liked it. So like, it is good, I don't good know movie. Bebop and Rocksteady, but I still enjoyed their characters throughout this, which was cool. Oh, so you haven't ever watched the, the old school one? No. Oh, well, that's, that's disappointing. <laughs> you should go have a look. It's, it's still, it still stands up. Like it's, it's obviously an old cartoon now, but it's, it's quite funny and, and quite wacky, which is where they've tried to go. Yeah. With this. And I mean, they, and they, and that the mood is definitely there. I think the tone and mood are really well portrayed in this film. They really pull off the, that wacky sort of humor to it all you know you've got they even the bad guys are like the purple ooze like they call it ooze yeah yeah it's 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 80s fucking sci-fi goodness yeah the goofy the goofiness comes out straight away as soon as we meet the bebop and rocksteady characters so let's talk about them um because for me it was a big deal them finally being in a cinematic universe and that was the biggest thing i was worried about watching the trailer seeing the cgi versions of them and i was like oh i don't know it if they, like, I don't know, it didn't look funny, but as soon yeah. as they start fucking talking, I am in. I'm with these guys. Fucking Seamus, the wrestler, is playing Rocksteady. Yeah. <laughs> fucking what? But he's really funny. And the guy who's playing Bebop is just hilarious. Like That's that's Kel from Keenan and Kel, I'm pretty sure. Bullshit. It is. Really? Yeah. No, it's hey, not. That's I'll not be... Kel. I'm pretty sure it's Kel or one of the two. Maybe it's... Keenan. Which it's one's not Kel. Which? Let me figure out which one's which. Kel's the ah, oh, here it goes. He's the he's the fat one from Keenan and Kel. Oh, that's Keenan. Am I? Yeah. Oh, it is. Is it? Yeah, it's Keenan, bro. Oh, I thought he looked familiar. That's awesome. That's like fucking hell. Keenan and Kel was another childhood staple of mine. So this is like mixing two of the best things ever. So. Needless to say, the goofiness is there because Keenan is a funny motherfucker. Yeah, and then, we got, and then we got a new version of Shredder as well. Hey, is that is that a different actor? I'm pretty sure. Chris, wasn't Shredder a white guy in the first one? No, 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 no. Shredder was Asian, but you, I don't think you saw him much. He was mainly CGI. But it was okay. William William Fitchner was um, I think his name was Eric Sachs I believe that's what it was yeah, yeah um, and everybody name, yeah. was you know blowing up because they're like what the fuck that guy Shredder um, he wasn't Shredder he was just the businessman working with Shredder in the first one which I was actually kind of disappointed he didn't come back I don't I don't mind I really like William Fitchner as a an actor and I didn't mind his character but he's in jail and now we're just getting to the classic characters so that's fine too and Shredder. Yeah. The best, the best thing about Shredder here, and Shredder did look badass in that first movie, mm. but why do we need a CGI fucking robot dude walking around yeah. when a guy can look just as badass walking around like this? Shredder uh, didn't really do much in this film though. Like he was pretty redundant, to be quite honest. Like he's really just the the vehicle that is is sort of pushing the plot forward. One of one of the things I really liked about the first one is that scene with Splinter and Shredder. Where, yeah, and yeah, like that's a good part. I. And I think, like, regardless of whether or not Shredder is a big fucking dressed-up robot, one of the things that was a huge letdown for me in this film was, like... Shredder why... doesn't fight anyone? Yeah, but he's just so lackluster, like... I didn't think away... he was lackluster. I just don't... He just didn't fight anyone. I'm pretty sure he doesn't fight anyone. No, he doesn't. And then at the end, he, like, when he should he be fighting frozen. the Turtles, he just gets frozen. And it was really disappointing because Crane, the other villain in the film is really cool and funny and he's a bit of a comedic relief because he's a little corny and then out of nowhere he has one scene in the middle of the film and then at the very end has the final like he his he steals shredder's moment 
And I always thought that was like... Yeah, I know what you're saying, but he's also like the big bad coming through. I, I feel like they should have fought Krang, beat him, and then Shredder, it's like yes. in, in the aftermath of that, it's Shredder so I, should have come I'm out. Saying, yeah. yeah, Krang should have definitely been a part, but it just should have never been, it should have never been just Krang. Like, it should have been fucking Doobie, fucking... Shredder? Cunt, Shredder, yeah. <laughs> well... I know you don't like to hear it, but you know he's coming back fucking bigger or badder in the sequel. Oh, God. Dude, like, for fuck's sake, why? Why? Just have a re- <laughs> solid resolution. In fact, this one didn't even bother me by the end. I was like, whatever. Like, this movie doesn't give a fuck. Why should I? And that was, yeah, that didn't actually affect me, to be honest, that that sequelitis. But, well, I yeah. like I like this guy who's playing Shredder, though. He reminds me of the Shredder in the original uh, live-action movies. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Especially well. when he puts on the mask. Like, it looks fucking cool, man. Like, he looks badass. And I'm glad that they've stepped away from the CGI look because he doesn't need it to look intimidating. Like, I found him intimidating throughout the whole thing. I was waiting for him to do something, and it is disappointing he didn't, but, like, I'm, I'm not really losing sleep over it. No, me neither. Um, I did I like mean, Krang, though. This is the first uh, movie iteration of Krang as well. He's the guy, he's the big bad. Like, in the 80s cartoon, Shredder is a bit of a fuckwit. Like, he's a real bumbling idiot. Oh, is he? Like, he's still kind of badass, but, like, Krang is running the show. And Shredder is constantly disappointing Krang. And then, you know, you got Bebop and Rocksteady who are constantly disappointing Shredder. So, it's just like... The Shredder I always knew, which was the the Shredder in the early 2000s cartoon. Yeah, he's badass furiously intimidating which is what i expected in this but the shredder in this film is just a huge homage to the first shredder um in the in the live action films for sure yeah Um, yeah that that shredder was really cool yeah and i really appreciate that like this is stuff that i'm happy with like i really like these sort of homages and these references and you know making note to you know the origins of what made these films what Mm. they are what i don't like is that this this tone and mood is there and that's great and then you don't match it with the one thing that made the first fucking ninja turtles film good which is that when the action was there it was great and they do the same fucking thing where i feel really like i feel like i need more like where the fuck is all the action where's all the fun shit yeah see i thought they i thought they stepped like I don't think anything will be better than that coming down the mountain scene from that first film. But I mean, like, they, 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 they try hard to match it. with. The, they do, the, the Brazil scene. But, and I'm like, that's great. And then there's, at the start, like, they're hitting it. Because I was really excited, to be honest, when I got into this. Because at the start, they just kick in. Like, they're just mm-hmm. sliding down for the pizza. I was like, that's fucking great. Oh, what a so great opening cool. scene. And then, like, I'm like, sweet. And the f- they're just straight into it. They chase him down the garbage truck. Fucking great. Get to introduce to Casey Jones and like, cool. And then it's nothing for ages and just exposition, 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 exposition. And then we get another scene, which is the Brazil scene. And then it's exposition, exposition. And then, and then the final scene. Then the final scene. Oh, you still like, got the, you got the police break-in scene as well, which was pretty yeah, cool. But I, I mean, like, again, like... Casey I just, Jones fighting uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. I just expected more. Like I, I'm not saying I want a full, I want a full action film, but you've got the the cool, corny sort of wacky tone 
So use that to your advantage and make what's going on exciting to watch. Otherwise, <laughs> I, that's otherwise funny I because watch... it's it's like you 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 want that Michael Bay movie that everybody despises. No, I don't fucking want a Michael Bay movie. I just want. I <laughs> you're want usually this... against this shit too. I want. The you're usually the fuck... one who wants the story. If you're gonna make a fucking shitty cartoon film about four giant hybrid fucked up turtles who walk around in fucking sewers, make it fucking well like don't bother with bullshit exposition because this film has a great tone and then tries to like take itself seriously i mean megan fox is your fucking lead actress and she's fucking cardboard so is fucking casey jones look like, we'll, let's let's get on to that that's a, a conversation it's just like it's just all this about. shit they fuck up because i'm like cool like all right your actors are shitty that's fine blah 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 let's fucking get into these turtles like i want to see these turtles doing fucking fun shit. If Raph and Leonardo are having an argument, why aren't they beating the living shit out of each other? Why isn't there more of this fucking awesome pizza? Like the pizza gag at the start is what I'm talking about. It's, that was all over pizza. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, if you've got these fucking crazy turtle ninjas, use them. Put them in situations where what they do would be funny or entertaining to watch. Don't fucking make me watch Megan Fox walk around and look at fucking shit. It's fucking boring. Look, I'm going to stop you now because I disagree with everything you just said. Like, and this is, I guess this is coming from the fan, but this movie definitely takes the massive step back from the human characters compared to the first one. The first oh, one was takes a, all yeah, about no, right. fucking April. And this one is now, she's, she's actually barely in it, to be honest. I just fucking Casey hate Jones it, comes in a lot and it's like, like I, we're going to talk about that in a sec but I, I remember thinking shit I haven't seen fucking Megan Fox in ages I haven't seen oh, is it Armel the uh, I haven't seen Arrow in ages <laughs> and I was like cool that's they're doing this right they fucking figured out that we only care about the turtles so I don't know where you're getting that from because the majority of the film is with the turtles yes we have human characters but they're they're just side notes it's, in this i'm one. talking i just i'm not saying it's consistent throughout the film that they're always there i'm saying that everything i'm seeing aside from the scenes i listed prior is just boring nonsense and a lot of it comes from the fact that even if it's a small part of the film it's still fucking shit well, we I don't. I don't think so at all. Characters. I think that all the exposition that you're talking about is shit that I'm fucking interested in. And I fucking hate it's it because I guess I care about these characters. And you know that yes, I agree. There should have been probably a little bit more in a turmoil in the in the group. You know, they they start to go in a really good direction when you know Leo doesn't want to use the the mutagen, uh, the use I, I should say, and you know Raph and Mikey do. And it's kind of like, oh, this is going to get real intense. And I would have loved to have seen Raph kick the shit out of Leo because Raph's better. Lies. Boom. It, it, it didn't go there. I am disappointed about that. But I still felt it all. Like everything that was happening with these guys when they aren't having fights and everything. Like I was interested. Like I was really into everything that was going on. And I think that if you put probably even... You may be able to fit one more action sequence in there, but there was a lot of action sequences, I don't... It's man. not It's not even it's that like, I fucking want action sequences. I just fucking wanted something interesting on screen. Like... Well, I was I, interested the whole time. I, so I, I, was I, I was bored. Like, I'm like, why am I... And that was something I was genuinely curious about because I'm like, the tone's there, the humor's there. Like, why am I bored watching this? Like, I don't... It's not action. I don't want to see them fight. 
I want to see some sort of int- like I just want to be entertained like I want these characters and situations that are going to be entertaining like I'd rather watch them you know that scene where like Michelangelo is like up in in the Halloween parade yeah like yeah. I want to see that I want to see these scenarios with these characters who are so big in pop culture well that's actually something I thought that they would go into a bit more because the whole theme is of them becoming you know exactly and it's just fucking it was not shit on. It's actually one of the most it recur. It's pretty recurring, but I mean, like it's recurring, but it's not fully explored. Why didn't we? Why didn't Michelangelo roam around and like we see what he's like interacting with people? He should, I yeah. Would like, like why didn't he go and do more of that? Well, I don't want to fucking is something that has been touched on in other turtle films. Like Raph well, always I, goes out. I want to see it. I want to see that stuff. You know, like I want to yeah. be see these guys in situations, not just have the fucking plot be pushed forward and then pushed forward and then there's a scene and pushed forward. But again, like, it, it, it's not as if th- those aspects of it that I talked about before aren't fun because when they get it right, they, like, get it right. It's really mm. cool. The plane sequence was great. Like, yeah, the plane sequence. Did you like the Brazil sequence? Like, um, the tank think, and shit? I think I liked aspects of it. I think when they were up in the air, I did. When they were on the ground, I was just kind of bored because the CG at some points kind of falters a little bit i don't know oh really yeah yeah see i think this is one of the prettiest fucking movies i've seen in a long time super it's super nice like i was looking at a raf at one scene i was like fuck he looks real but it's incredible where we've gone with cgi these days when shit when shit hits the fan and things are getting really intense there are just moments where things aren't looking right like they've kind of messed up because of course in this fucking film, the camera never stops moving. It's a dolly shot in every fucking scene. And that's all right. It's just like, I don't know. There was something about it. It just, a couple of times it, it looked a little jarring, but it was, a, that's a very minor comment I'm making there. Yeah. More importantly, my biggest issue with this film was just fucking act- acting. Well, obviously they're trying to recapture that snow scene from the first one in yeah, that Brazil are. scene. I don't think it's as good. I think it's, pretty close it was it was a lot of fun there was one thing that i because we're talking about the inner turmoil of the turtles they the big issue after that is that they weren't working as a team and i would have to disagree with that because what i I was seeing happening was pretty some pretty home teamwork you know there's a part where like Raphael saves michelangelo or something from in front of the fucking tank like if that's not teamwork i don't know what is (laughs) so it's kind of a redundant thing it's fucking leo just being a bitch I agree. Like it was, it was just a theme that kind of felt shoehorned in. But I kind of just laughed. I, at this point, I was just kind of giggling at the whole thing because it's not you're not meant to take it too seriously, to be honest. And <clears throat> I really didn't. But I want to fucking move on now. I want to talk about the fucking acting. Okay, I'm fucking. I don't know why they got this person in to play Casey Jones. I don't know what iteration uh, of Casey Jones they looked at and went, we should do that. We should there make is, Casey- There is not one that I am aware of that they is looked, anything like this guy. They looked at a cardboard cutout of Casey Jones and went, we need to do that. Everyone's like, yeah, director. And he's you like, no, no, no. You know why they've done it. This, this is the guy, this is Stephen because- Amell. He's the guy who plays Arrow. So he's like a fucking action hero. Everybody loves him at the moment. He's pretty shit narrow too, just, just quietly. And he's pretty fucking cardboard right here. I'm not really a fan of him. Him and fucking Megan, for every actor in this film was shit except for Will Arnett. Everyone is fucking horrid. Like, unbelievably bad. Like... Oh, come on. Me- no, no, fucking seriously. No, Megan Fox is genuine. not that bad. Megan I was Fox- actually quite impressed with what she did. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking... Oh, you tried, Megan Fox. Good job. That's really good for you, Megan No, Fox. no. I, I think horrible. everybody's just got this fucking stigma about Megan Fox. 
that she's just, you know, the sexy girl who comes in and can't act. I rewatched the fucking first Turtles. She's quite good in that as well. I stand by everything I said Fox back isn't then. Even on my and then David. and then fucking in this one, she's not she's barely in it, but when she is, I fucking don't mind her. I don't like she's not fucking going to win an Oscar, but she's definitely not shit. Fox isn't even on my shit list of actresses I don't like, and you know I have a shit list of actresses I don't like. I am like. aware of it. But there and is you can't fucking deny that there's there's not a stigma about her. Oh yeah, I'm not. I, but I don't give a fuck about a stigma. Like I'm aware yeah, that I don't know you. I'm aware you, that she's not. It might be just under the surface. You uh, know. No, I think she's just really fucking bad at acting in this film because she fucking is. Like, no, she's I, not. I hate her so much. I, how film. can you hate her that much? Because when she reads, she's a fucking news reporter, and the one scene she reads the news, it's like she's reading a script and not reading a news script like that's the easiest bit of acting in the whole film you know the Mate, news i report? work with news reporters and that's what they sound like it, I was, thought it was so fine. bad it was she was so shit <laughs> that I was one thing I, I found funny though is that i didn't even realize that she still was a reporter until yeah. that last scene which is fine like it wasn't it wasn't a character that I had an issue with aside from the whole let's at the very start make her one, of, sexy one of her shit. three scenes sexualize the shit out of her for no <sighs> yeah, fucking which was reason. a dumb fucking thing they did in the first one it's kind of like that it's like You've got Megan Fox. We've got to show off of how fucking sexy she is. You know what I would have loved? Because she had the fucking April hair. Like the original April hair yeah. when she has that wig on. That's like the 80s cartoon April hair. And I was like, fucking, that's awesome. Like, keep that for the whole thing. And then she takes it off and puts on the stupid skirt. And I'm like, oh, you just ruined it. Because that- actually, this is good. Because watching that scene, like with her, you know, yeah, she's being the ditzy chick fucking hitting on um, Baxter Stockham to get the thing. But I thought she was good in that scene. I was like, fucking good for you, Megan Fox. Actually, you're, you're doing a good job. And then she ruined it by doing that. Well, that actually, yeah. you know what? That's you know, No, you're not wrong. That scene, she was actually okay. Because I really liked that scene. I was laughing in that scene. Mm. I, I actually genuinely was enjoying that whole, that whole thing that was going on. I, I totally forgot about it. No, I really... And the moment... That's what it is. The moment she put on that skirt her character went back to what it was in the first one, which you know how much I hated. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is fucked But see, this is, what, this is what I'm talking about. I feel like the glasses are tinted because everybody gets so shitty about the point that, you know, she gets all sexualized and stuff, which is fair enough because this is a Turtles movie. Yeah, she's, she's sexy enough as is. We don't need to do a scene to highlight that she's sexy. Like, there was a shot in the first movie where, you know, uh, Will, um, Will, Arnett. Will Arnett is looking at her ass in the, the truck yeah. when they go on another thing. It's like, come on, guys. Like, this is, no, it's, it's, this is it's better than this. And, like, I don't know if it's, it's her doing it or if it's like, oh, we've got this sex symbol, we need mm-hmm. to do it. But it's killing it. And I feel like this is where a lot of the hate is coming from because of that because she's not that bad i fucking disagree i'm still going to continue to disagree because she's shit up after that scene because she doesn't do anything like she's barely in it after that but and that's the problem like when she's in it she's doing something so fucking stupid i'm like you're an idiot she's fucking watching i didn't mind watching watching like like, i feel like what all of them are doing like the characters and stuff is justified enough but it could have been stronger and this comes down to the script though yeah i look i didn't have an issue with again it's a fucking movie made for 12 year old to 14 year old kids like boys you know this i know this like that's all i sat there thinking i'm like if i was a 12 year old boy watching this i would be losing my mind you're pretty close to that so um Fuck you, cunt. But um, 
<laughs> and it's the same like going looking at Casey Jones. Hold on, before we go to her, I, I to him. I just want to bring up something funny about Megan Fox because I I was reading you know some one of those stupid articles that come on on the net things. It's like you know weird um, body defects of yeah of thumbs thing, and she's got that weird thumb. Yeah. And, then, and I and I was like, now that I, I'm a weird, I'm a, like I'm aware of it. I'm always like looking for it, <laughs> and I noticed that there was only one close up of her hands, and she's they've put in like a hand model. It's like oh a completely God. different hand, and there I was like, no. <laughs> How fucking rude is that? Like that would just break me. I know, right? I, I wonder if yeah, you know, I wonder if it's her or if it's like maybe she's just really paranoid and it's like, oh no, you can't show my hands. I was looking and. You know, she's always like sort of the hands always facing away from the camera. I was like, oh, this is they've they've gone to some great lengths to hide those gamby thumbs. But anyway, Casey Jones. Now, I have a big fucking problem with what they do with Casey Jones here, as we've sort of touched on. So Casey Jones, the character is a vigilante. Yeah, Casey Jones is a boss bitch. He's fucking cool as he's got long black hair. He's wears my the fucking yeah, he's a badass. He wears the fucking hockey mask. Looks is so fucking intimidating and beats the shit out of fucking bad guys. And that's why Raph connects with him so much as we've seen in other films and cartoons and whatever. So what they were fucking thinking when they made him a cop is beyond me. A cop with short blonde hair. Short blonde hair. Wears his hockey mask once. One, yeah. Barely, I don't think he actually even hits anyone with the hockey stick. And he then he's not even throws like... Throws a few he pucks. Casey's like really... Casey's like a wisecracker too. Like yeah. Casey... And like, look, they tried to do it. They tried real hard to make him funny, but he wasn't. And I was sitting no, there... It's like was, wet bread. <laughs> and I was sitting there listening to the lines that he was saying. And I was like... Okay, as a writer, I could see this working for somebody. Like, the guy who plays Casey Jones yeah. in the original live-action movie could fucking nail this. He could say the same lines and make it sound really yeah, cool. True, but yeah. Stephen Amell does not say good one-liners. He is not a cool guy. He fucking... Like, he's, you know, buff-ish, I guess. Like, if he grew some long hair and, and fucking dyed it black, maybe I could see him. But he's just not working for me. And it's like they just shoehorned the character in. Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what they've done with Krang, Shredder to a certain extent. I really like what they did with Bebop and Rocksteady. So they brought all these old characters in and we finally get a fucking new version of Casey Jones and they make him a fucking cop. So I, I, stood, I sat back and I thought, okay, well, it's obviously for the storyline here. And the only reason that he should be a cop is so they can break into the police station later. But then he's fucking useless anyway. He, he, he may as well not be there. He should just be a hockey player who's really aggressive and has anger issues. He should have, like, what they've done, like, I know they've done it over and over, but, like, Raph should meet him when Raph gets pissed off at Leo, goes off into the fucking street to beat up some guys, finds fucking Casey Jones beating on some dude and tells him to stop because he's gone too far. That's yeah. the story. Bring him in. Make him a badass. He's, he's sort of the wild card of the Turtles. Casey Jones is always my favorite. Like, always. Casey oh, Jones is the fucking best, so man. cool. So, I, like, you know, I remember seeing him in the trailers and being like, fuck, because, you know, obviously they showed the hockey mask in the trailers and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, here we go. I'm like, oh, Stephen Amell's playing. All right, I'll give it a go because it's Casey Jones. They can't fuck that up. But they changed the fucking character. 
Not yep. cool. Well, he's just kind of boring, to be honest. Like, he's nothing. He may as well not be there, man. I think one of the things they did was they didn't have the Casey Jones character in the first one replace that character with Will Arnett. And now in this one, they're like, oh, well, we've already got a funny guy. So let's get Will no, Arnett. No, because Will Arnett, the, the character Vern, is a character in the comic, uh, in the, the old cartoon. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. he's actually, he's, he's April O'Neil's cameraman. Um, and he is pretty much what Will Arnett is. He Will thinks Arnett he's really is- cool. Will Arnett in this film is the best live performer. He's so funny. Like, of, of all the performers, all Vern, I thought watching this... Vern the Falcon. When every, all of his stuff, everything that's written for him, and, the, and, and I know it's him pulling it off. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. He is just so good at it. Like, mm-hmm. I was watching it, and the scene where he has to disconnect the camera, and it's <laughs> yeah. literally... All they've done is basically gone, all right, let's put Will Arnett in this room and have him pull this cord out. Like, just say that's the scenario. That's the whole scene. Yeah. The funniest fucking scene in the whole film. Like, I was laughing the whole well, way Well, you know that. what? It's, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he's the only guy I could do this. You put Stephen Amell in there, fucking Arrow trying to do it, and it would just it would be, be like this, oh, fucking, okay, come on, move along. Fuck. But he does it, and it's great. So it, it does go to show that, you know, he got to have talent. <laughs> and, and, he's, and it's his performance. Like, when he shows up in stuff, it's great. There, yeah. I, and, I, and I thought that and went, wow, fuck, holy shit. He's really good. <laughs> I lost like, my shit when he was blowing into those bags. He was oh, bagging falcon breath. <laughs> falcon air, falcon breath. Like, and it's just like, and like, even in action scenes, like, there's a scene where the, you know, classic Michael Bay action scene where these posts come up and the car flips over and it's got mm-hmm. Casey Jones, April and him in the car and the car flips yeah. like over. And I was watching it and the car flips and him, like he is the focus in that shot when it flips. I'm like, fuck, he's so funny. Even mm-hmm. in this moment, I'm like, he has just made this fucking sequence what it is. Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Like that is a true, you know, that's a true homage to his talent and that's a homage. I don't think it's a word. Homage. I don't know. I really respect it and I really admire it. And I'm like, wow, like this could have been, for me, this could have been so much better. Like if it just casting was right, I could have, I would have been so much happier. Look, I, okay. You know, I've, I've stuck up I, and I'll continue to stick up for Megan Fox, but there is a, a, a thousand other people that could play that role. Better. Why isn't Emma Stone April O'Neil? Oh yeah, that, that would be cool. I like, think that was on the cards at one point. Wouldn't that just be more realistic? I mean, like, even just, not the red hair, just even the attitude, like... Yeah, no, I would. So one of the things I didn't like about Megan Fox's interpretation of April O'Neil is that she's real, like, ah, ah, these are my friends. It's like, doesn't April O'Neil have, like, a fair bit of, like, independence and, like, about her and, and like, make... Yeah, she's a strong woman and she's, you know, the big thing is that she always gets the shit stories and she wants to go after the hard, the hard stuff, you know? And they, you know, they try it and, look... I'm not going to disagree with you. There, there could be so many other people who could play April better, but we're stuck with Megan Fox, and I don't think she's as bad as it could be. Yeah, no, I, I think it definitely could have been worse. They really picked up, picked up their game. Like, they, they learned from their mistakes from the first one, which I can actually really respect in every facet, you know? Like, I was still unhappy, but, but the bottom <laughs> line is it's, it's a fucking movie made for 14-year-old like it's, it's You're definitely not movie. as angry as you were. No, and I mean, like the that's the one. thing. Like I didn't, I didn't hate it. I'm not. I don't hate this film at all. You know, like mm. the stuff that they get right, they get right. While Krang is a little disappointing, and they kind of miss miss the marks. Like it's definitely for a reason. 
and the the tone of it is really good. Look, I'm done. I'm fucking finished with this. Well, hold on. No, we haven't really talked too much about the turtles, which is what this movie is about. Didn't we do like a big chat about the turtles just before? I I I really want to bring up the the idea. Oh um, no, we didn't. Sorry, I'm losing my mind, eh? Yeah, you are. I really want to highlight the fact that Donatello is fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah, he gets a he gets a decent amount of screen time this time. That he was really kind of undermining the first one where he's kind of just there for the sake of being there. Well, no, he wasn't because I, this was a big point that I brought up when we we talked about that movie was they finally given Donnie a reason to be a part of the group. Like he he was always the tech guy, the nerd, but yeah. he actually is fucking awesome. Like I guess that's, you know, now we're in a more technological age where you know, he can do a lot more, but Donnie runs that team. Um, and he, he really steps into it in this, in this movie. Like without him, they're fucked. <laughs> you know, they, they couldn't do anything without him. They talk about Leo being the leader. Yeah. Donnie's the leader, bro. <laughs> Don, Donatello is the fucking man. Like, especially in this one, like he's just, his character is probably the closest to a protagonist out of the four turtles. Like, I think so too. Because he's just like, kind of like, all right, Leo, like, yep. Well, I was, kind of- I was looking toward, you know, Leo will make the calls and stuff, but you, you sort of, and that was another thing, like Leo wasn't really too much of a leader in the first one. Like they trying to push him as a leader here, like he's, he's struggling with it and whatever, yeah. but like he's always looking to Donatello and Donatello's like, no, you need to do this. And then Donatello does something and win- and saves the day, you know, like Donatello's the one who figured out the thing about the beacon in the Technodrome. That they need yeah, to, well, I mean, like, you know. and Leo's Leo, I think, leads really well in this one. Like, I think he does his job quite well. I was actually, yeah. Leo, well, listen, the one aspect of this that I will be biased about is Leonardo because he's my favorite Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Who likes really, Leonardo? He's so shit. It was pretty boring in this, though. Like, he was really yeah, stale. They needed to, like, we, we touched on it before, they really needed to go into him a little bit more. Like, and the same with Raph as well. Raph's my favorite, obviously. And I feel like they start to go down a road with him as well as Leo and even like the tension between the two, but don't really push it too far. No, I mean, like it's such a common trope too, but at the same time... It's kind of expected, you know? uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's just like in this one, like, you know, he's the leader and yeah, he takes it seriously and he's always been about like finding in it, like it's always been about how he feels about himself as a person. Like he's very existential. But Leo is always fun. Like in every in every iteration of the Ninja Turtles, Leonardo has still had some form of Yeah, he's still a teenager. And in this he's just But they also nothing. are growing up, like they talk about that, like they're becoming men. But saying that, I think this is the the most teenage teenage mutant ninja turtles I've seen. Like them getting the pizza at the start, like you said, they're always out having a good time. They're fucking going to watch basketball, the things they have in their in their den, like is all like teenager shit. They talk like teenagers. Like I just, I just really like how they've characterized them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like it's kind of tough for me because I'm not sure if I am a fan of it or not. All of my, again, like all of everything for me comes from. You know what I think it is. You know what I think. One of the things I didn't like is is their voices. Oh really? Why? Because they're like forty year old men. These voices, everyone but Michelangelo. Well, actually, it's just it's just Leonardo. Because Raph's voice I really enjoy because Raph mm. is a man. Yeah. Donatello has this sort of wimpiness to him. Yeah. 
Michelangelo is cool, and Michelangelo is actually pretty much the perfect character. Like, when I watch this, I'm just like, that's Michelangelo oh, in every way. I think this is probably the best version of Mikey of any movie. But yeah, actually, you, didn't, you didn't like Leo's voice? Well, it's Raph, Dono, Don, and Michelangelo are all pretty well represented, yeah. you know, like, character-wise. It's just Leonardo, like, he's, in this one, he's, he's basically just Raph, but moodier and more of a puss, and... Which is Leo. He always is trying to be Raph. No, well, I mean, like, the difference <laughs> I know what you're saying. He, he is. And he doesn't really have too much of a, an, like, a, a payoff. I don't believe he's finally running the team, you know. And that comes down to that the problems I had with the Brazil thing when there wasn't really an issue to start with that I could see. The only thing that was breaking up the team was, you know, the ooze turning them into humans. And him saying, we're breaking the team up. Like, oh, it was well, yeah. really weird. But no, even, I like, I, I don't know. It, it felt felt forced with him so yeah I, I hear your pain there michelangelo is so fucking funny in this movie he's holy shit that part where he's just getting slammed into the top of the 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 van yeah, it was the, good, ow eh? ow ow this really sucks <laughs> and then like comes up and he's finally shooting he's like this is awesome that's what i mean like i feel like that's such it's so teenager ish yeah. like the can take all this punishment but it does so much energy and so much fun yeah that's the stuff i wanted to see more of too it's just like gags like that and that sort of humor like well i, I, I felt like it was pretty much through no, most of the i film. think i think the issue was like once it gets to exposition and driving the plot it it loses it a little bit because it's all like they go into those tropes of the yeah but you got to bring like, them down eventually you can't go no, no the whole but time like they, and like they, even like i even like mikey when he's you know, thinking about turning into a human and him and Rafa, you know, going off on their own and doing that thing. Yeah, yeah no, I thought it was cool. No, I wasn't happy with it. I, it was too much. Like, they bring him up at the very beginning and then they just kind of shatter it and then don't bring it back for until the very end. Which is, they did the same thing in the first one. It's the same thing, like the same arc the turtles go through where they like each other, then they don't, then they do. Oh, they do it in every movie. They um, gotta, <laughs> they're brothers. They I fucking know, live just, in the little den down in the sewer together. It's all they see. Fuck, the of course you're conflict. gonna hate each other. It's the same conflict every time as well. Like it's over the same shit. They never argue about anything else. It's just the same stuff. But again, like you it's know, kind of what you expect, though. I guess that's it. That's yeah. like it's it's Ninja Turtles. That's what they do. That's that's what it is. Raph's it's about gotta them. fucking have have you know words with Leo. They've always mm. gotta butt heads. And I mean, like, I still kind of enjoyed it in the end, like the, these characters and what they bring. And this is a lot better than the first one character-wise. Like, they're far more developed, which is really nice. Well, just quickly before we wrap up, talking of characters, there, there's a lot of characters in this film. And, like, there's ones that we haven't, like, other ones we haven't talked about, like Baxter Stockman too much, like, because I don't think there's too much to talk about. I didn't mind him. I thought he was quite good. I think he'll... In the sequel, he'll become something bigger and better again. Um, so it was in the, no, no, yeah. Then there was the the other random minion sidekick girl, who I think is actually meant oh, to be yeah. Shredder's. Is that meant to be Shredder's? I think daughter? it's supposed to be the chick from. There's like a chick ninja who runs the Foot That's, Clan. Yeah, it's Shredder's the first daughter, one, but it's, it's Shredder's, not the same actress. Ah, it's because Shredder's daughter is like a really prominent character who turns good later on. I'm oh sure. yeah, in the the, like the Le- two thousand cartoon, Leonardo falls in love with her. I don't know. I'm not sure. They don't really do much with her. She kind of did. She was she still around later on? I don't I can't know. even remember. 
That's like, she. I remember her being there to start with and then, yeah, I don't know. But like, did you feel at any time that there were too many characters? Nah, I, I mean, like I did take a piss and then come back and then like 20 minutes later, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I just kind of laughed. Again, like, no, I didn't. It's a, it, it, like a lot of it's a homage. And I, I, I just kind of was like, all right, like, yeah, you've got, you know, six good guys of course you're going to have this amount of bad guys. So no, I didn't really. Yeah, well I I'm I'm right there with you. I like I think they've given everybody enough screen time. I don't think there's too many characters. I don't ever remember thinking that like I don't like I did with like Avengers Age of Ultron or something, but thinking on it now though because there's so like you know we've got the four turtles and we don't really focus on anyone. Like we've got Donnie who's doing everything, but he doesn't really have too much of an arc, would you say? Like, he's no, he's just getting shit done, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I think Leo's the one who's supposed to have the arc, and we've, we've talked about how he doesn't. So, maybe that's the problem. Maybe there's too, they've tried, they've given everybody too much, so they haven't been able to focus on someone. Because it's normally Raph. It's normally Raph who's, like, the main guy. Yeah, and I'm glad it's not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, not really, because apparently you, they fucked it up. I thought it was going to be Michelangelo at the start. Like they kind of imply that he's going to be a so, big deal. Yeah, when he gets up at the the parade. Yeah, yeah, that would have made like, sense. I was like, sweet, like Michelangelo is actually going to like develop and not just be funny. You well, know? a cool, like, a cool, yeah, absolutely. Like a cool way to go would have been him to do that. Maybe go out and make some friends, like human friends, and then, and then the split is Raph is kind of with him and wants to go out with him, and you know. Leo's yeah. like, nah, and Donnie's like, oh, well, I follow Leo. You know, there could have been yeah. the split, but alas, it was not. But I reckon we get out of here. What do you say? I reckon so. It's 10 p.m. right now, and I still need to make dinner. I didn't hate this film. <laughs> um, it's been two years. I'm not as angry, and I'm not as loud. Sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I didn't hate this film. I really didn't, and that's good. The tone was really nice. The style was great. I'm glad this is where they're going. This is where they should have gone at the beginning. And they got that. It still has issues. Megan Fox is fucking cardboard. So is Casey Jones. And they wrecked that character completely. Um, and they've missed a lot of marks, you know, with freezing Shredder before having finally having a showdown with the Turtles and that sort of thing. But again, like, it was fun. It was fun. I'm going to give it an, a nice average score of 2.5. It's better than the last one from memory. I think you gave it two. maybe a 1.5 or a 2. Yeah, something like so that. We're getting, we're getting up. We're working our way up. Maybe for number three, we'll get to number three. Well, listen, I love this movie, obviously. I'm a fan, and this movie is the biggest fan service to fans of the original cartoon like I've finally been able to see that come to life and I think they did it in a pretty good way while also staying pretty true to the original reboot um, which I did like so I like these new versions of the turtles they are kind of weird looking and stuff but I just like the way they've characterized them they're actually teenagers they all stand apart Donatello is so good. I wish there was a little bit more Raph in this, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it would have been nice to see at least one of them just have a full arc. I just had so much fun with this movie. I I came out, like, fucking beaming, and me and me and my mate were just jumping around, like, ah, oh, it was so much fun, and even, like, the, the final song is the original Ninja Turtles theme. 
crossed up with the vanilla yeah, ice theme cool. from <laughs> like uh, Turtles 2, uh, Secret of the Ooze from the original live action. So it's just like all these homages back to things that I love and and it just got straight into my heart and it's going to sit there and I love it. I don't mind Megan Fox. She's not as bad as you're saying. I do mind what they've done with Casey Jones. That's my only real negative about this movie and it, and it really pisses me off because like you said, they fucked the character unless they totally turn him around for the sequel and he's like not a cop, has gone off into the bush and grown a fucking you know, a mane of hair and only wears his hockey mask, which they're not going to do because they've got pretty boy Stephen Armel playing the fucking character. Yeah. That's the only way I could see it working. But look, I think this is better than the last one as well. It's pretty damn close to my favorite Turtles movie just because it does have those deep connections to that original cartoon, which I love so dearly. Uh, I still think, though, that probably the best Turtles movie is that first live action one that's like in its own standalone universe it's fucking perfect but this is a close second so i give this one a four out of five jesus i also gave the last one a four out of five i think but this is in the high i don't think it's a 4.5 but it's it's a higher version of a four out of five (laughs) you're a fucking loon four out of five jesus christ pretty sure that's what you said to me last time but were you listening to what i was saying about this movie i i pretty much hear ninja turtles and just space out you're an animal i am no no it was good listen thanks heaps cunts for listening to another brilliant episode of fish enjoys the movie and kind of shits on his dreams (laughs) you didn't shit you didn't shit as much this time which i appreciate what do we what do we have on next week, Fish? So next week we are stepping into the world of Warcraft. Well, actually, Warcraft. it's just Warcraft. It's yeah, just well, based it's on War- Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft: The Beginning. I'm pretty keen, actually. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really play a lot of Warcraft, so I don't have that fan service going yeah, into it. Yeah, I didn't either. And I- like. Video game movies have a tendency to fuck up. It does look pretty, but it looks quite bland as well. Very, like white bread. Hey, you never know. Yeah, I've been, I've been reading some stuff about the making of it, so um, I guess I've just been amping up for it. So I'll hold my judgment until next week when we talk about that one. Yay, bless judgment holding. Well, look, <laughs> I've had fun. Have you had fun, Fish? I have had a lot of fun, and I hope the listeners have had fun as well. Please get onto our Facebook, fucking share that shit around, like things that you like. If you don't like it, please don't say anything. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> no, honestly, send us feedback. We want that. Yeah, but, fuck you. Fucking tell us how you feel, cunt. But I also want to um, bring some attention to the Podbean app, which has just had a really good update, and it's actually a fantastic way of listening to like all, pretty much all of your favorite podcasts. A lot of them are on Podbean. You can find us on there because Podbean are the people who generously host us. And you can find all our episodes on there. You subscribe on the app. It can it works on all fucking devices. So I know a lot of people don't have iTunes because they don't have Apple phones or whatever. But this one works perfectly. And I highly re- recommend getting on that one. And we've also got on to another uh, radio on demand service called Stitcher, which is uh, gaining a lot of popularity these days. And you can find most of your favorite pod- uh, podcasts on there as well. So subscribe to us on there. Fucking never miss an episode. You can hear fucking Connor do all these rants and you can hear me be positive about things. Yeah, you can hear me be a, literally the most 
unhinged, obscure cunt. I've realised, quickly, as while we're on this fucking, this little topic, I've realised that these, po- these, pod- these podcasts that we do are really bad for my love life. What's that? Because I just, I just come across as such a fucking nut. Like, just a fucking kook. Because it's just me yelling and screaming for an hour. Like, you're like, hi, I'm David. Oh, look, I have a sensible opinion about things. Here's some logic. And it's just me, like, swearing and screaming and telling people to fuck off. Yeah, it might be funny for you. But have you ever thought about how I really want my dick wet, people? Like, how's that going to happen if I keep doing this? But this is pretty much you in real life as well, Connor. So, I don't know. I don't know Listen, if it's just it's, this destroying your love life or no, that dirty chin strap. It's the filthy chin strap. I also <laughs> am half naked on camera for sketch comedy and I hate myself and why do I do this? Please love me, people. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a great night. Hope you have fun. Play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, its marketing or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Turtle Power is performed by CD9. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles